created man he made him in the likeness of god he created them male and female and blessed them and when they were created he called them man so that is the origin that we all have god created man in his own with his own hands and he made them in his image so imagine uh, a, a long line okay normally line is defined like from one point to the other but when you take uh, the line of eternity we don't know where it starts we don't know where it ends but imagine a line going across and we started somewhere adam started much ahead of us 6000 years back he started but we started maybe 20 years 30 years 40 years back and we are going on that line of eternity and then we stop somewhere on the earth and we begin in heaven and it keeps going and on and on so that is how god has designed it so we have an origin we know where we came from and that is um from god and man was created in god's likeness that was a perfect image you know in the garden of eden before they even committed the first sin they were perfect in everything so but what happened after that the serpent came and he deceived both adam and eve and they lost the grace of god they lost the image of god in verse 2 in the same chapter um in verse 3 genesis chapter 5 and verse 3 when adam had lived 130 years he had a son in his own likeness in his own image and he named him seth just you know just couple of verses before that we read in verse 1 uh, and 2 that man was created in the likeness of god when verse 3 you know after the fall this is recorded after the fall it says he had a son in his own likeness in his own image now now the image has shifted earlier it was perfect image before they committed any sin but now the image changed it was a marred image a fallen state of man in sinful likeness because sin came into their lives the image changed and even so they found that they were without clothes and they wanted to sue some something and cover themselves so that's the kind of image that they carry now a image of shame a, sh- a image of sin a marred image but that doesn't stop the god at that time itself we intended that he will restore mankind so that is why we are all alive we are safe we are once again we are able to experience god we are ex- able to experience the presence of god this morning as we worship is because of the restoration of mankind and that happened when jesus came i mean we all know this but i'm just uh saying it because that is a fact god sent a son in his own image and he gave us a restored uh, image now we were once perfect and because of sin our image became marred and now this marred image is restored and we given he has given us a restored image and that is the image of his son jesus and then now after being restored at one point we all accepted christ we all came to know who jesus is and then it is the work of the holy spirit that is changing us we are not completely without sin we are not in that perfect image but we are in a transforming image every day we are getting transformed to know him more and to live a life that is more pleasing to him 
as we strive harder and harder and uh, with the help of the holy spirit until the day we became we become again perfect so that is where there is where we are now and one day we will be with him and that is where we are going so those are the three questions that i said earlier where we are coming from where we are now and where we are going and where we are going uh, is a place of perfectness you know again mankind is brought back into the presence of the god the father and we have a perfected image so from a perfect image as we were created we became marred a marred image and then restored by christ having a restored image and then now living a transforming uh, life you know life of transformation step by step we are growing every day in christ having a transforming likeness and later to have a perfected image so that is what the whole story is all about and now i'd like to go into this uh, the middle part of it you know where are we now so because where we are now determines where we will be going and by god's grace we've all been washed by the blood of jesus and so we really know where we are going but there are several out uh, others out there who are living in the now unknowingly they're going to go in into either darkness or into the light they're going to go to hell or they're going to ha- go to heaven so the those are the two options that we have there is no middle ground it's either heaven or hell and um, by god's grace we who have been saved we god has called us to go and reach out to those who are heading to the other side and we have the image of jesus because we have been restored and we have the work of the holy spirit in life in our lives that keeps us transforming and we people outside when they see us they'll know that this is something different and when we go and reach out to them we can also bring them from their marred image into a restored image and from the restored image they will also get transformed to become perfect in christ so these are the three i just put it on the yeah it's there uh so the marred image we read from uh, genesis chapter 5 and verse 3 adam had a son in his own likeness and his own image and out of him came you know cain and abel and then seth and he had many other sons and daughters we all know the story cain had a son his name was enoch that enoch was not the enoch that was born later who and god took him away he was a young man when god took him away anybody knows how old he was when god took him away he was only 350 years old people lived 900 and plus but uh, if you read in uh, uh five uh, chapter 5 and verse 23 altogether enoch lived 365 years enoch walked with god and he was no more because god took him away this is amazing how uh, a man who walked with god was taken by god and then came uh, noah he was a righteous man blameless among the people of his time he walked with god see the another person who walked with god and god saved him through the uh, by providing the ark for him it says in one place um chapter 7 verse 1 then The Lord then said to Noah, "Go into the ark you and your whole family, because I found you righteous in this generation." So that is a key word there. 
I found you righteous in this generation. So how are we in this generation? This is the generation that we are living in. And we have to be righteous. And only then we can go into the ark. In Romans chapter 3 and 23, God says, All have sinned. There's no one righteous. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, it says, All have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. That is the image that we bear. All human beings bear. The marred image. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 6 says, We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us have turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So there we see that Jesus came. God sent at the appropriate time. He sent his own son Jesus into this world. And Isaiah chapter 53 verse 2 and 3 says, I think we should read that. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 2 and 3. He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. There was nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. This is how God you know, sent his son to be bruised. And the sin of the world came upon him. And he became a marred person for our sake. His image was marred because of our sake. So that he might redeem us who are marred. You know, it's like, you know, suppose I wear this mask. No? What does this black signify? This is a prop that I'm using for this morning. This is a marred image, black. None of us have black images over there. I th yeah, I think Sarodan has. This is an image of the marred no, face. It's black. It's dark with sin. Colossians chapter 1, uh, verse 15 to 20 says, He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. It's an amazing passage that depicts the love of God for us, mankind. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 20. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on the earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. For in God was, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth and on things, and making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That is how he has changed our mad image. It's nothing but the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is over us. When God sees us, he sees the blood of Christ. And that's why we are not you know, consumed by his wrath. Uh, we read that in Philippians chapter 2, verse uh, 6 and 7. Who, although existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a bond servant and made in the likeness of men. See, he's, a, he's completely the likeness of God. In the, in the previous passage in Colossians, we read that he's the image of the invisible God. But here, when he came down to the earth, he took the likeness of men. He became like one of us. Romans chapter 8 and verse 3 says, For what Lord law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. 
God, who is without sin, sent his only begotten son to, to be like us, to come in the likeness of sinful flesh as an offering for sin. He condemned flesh, he condemned sin in the flesh. That is the amazing work of God. Imagine if Jesus hadn't come to us, you know, we would have perished. We would have, you know, we wouldn't know a way out, even though the law might have been there, but we would have kept on sinning without any redemption. But the blood of Jesus has changed our lives because we didn't have to do anything. We didn't have to do anything to earn the salvation. It has come from him free of cost. So this morning, what I want to challenge us is, we have received Christ. No more we have the marred image. We have a restored image. And that is, that is like this. You know, this is how God looks at us now. No more the black, the marred, the sinful image, but we have a restored image. And this is the sign that we have in us, the blood of Christ that covers us. Are we being transformed? Are we at the restored image stage? Yes, we were restored once, but are we going further? Are we, uh, is my life getting transformed on a day-to-day -day basis? Or is that I'm just living, okay, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, that's fine. You know, I'm enjoying the world. Uh, I also read the Bible. I go to church. I pay my tithes and offerings. Is that how life is going for us? Or sometimes have we gone back to the marred image stage? You know, that's even more dangerous. Once having tasted the love of Christ, to go back and deny him, or to go back into sinful life. Maybe we have not denied him, but <clears throat> going into a sinful life is very dangerous again because we might lose our salvation. So if we are in the transforming image stage, then we are in the right direction. In John chapter 3 and verse 30, he says, He must increase and I must decrease. Is that happening in our lives? Is the work of God happening in our lives? Is he transforming my life? Am I getting better and better? Am I you know, um, forsaking the sinful past? Am I uh, forsaking my sinful nature? Am I proceeding towards what God has in store? Am I becoming holier? Am I experiencing the presence of God more and more in my life? Romans chapter 8 and verse 29 says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be firstborn among many brethren. That we might conform to the image of his son. When people see us, what do they see? Do they see Christ in us? Or do they see a marred image in us? We need a transformation from our old attitude. It's not that once we got saved, everything changed overnight and we are perfect and everything. No. We are growing. That is a starting point. We have known Christ. We, we have Our sins have been washed. But to go from holiness to holiness is a process. And that is the stage we are in now. Transformation from our old attitudes. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 to 24 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life. We had a former life. We, are, we all had a sinful past. And we are ashamed of it now. And by the grace of God and by the you know, work of salvation, that shame has been removed. And we are honored now. We are honorable now. But, you know, regard to your former life, put off your old self, which is being corrupted by his deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. Many times, uh, you know, the transformation happens on the external. 
uh, you know in in some places you know they no more wear color clothes they begin to wear white uh, that's fine but if the transformation has not happened in the mind all the other external transformations of no use made new in the attitude of your minds how is our attitude like how are we responding to situations how are we responding to people how are we you know considering them do we consider them as enemies but that's not what the bible says it says bless those who persecute you bless those who curse you be new in the attitude of your minds put away the sinful past and to put on the new self created to be like god in true righteousness and holiness that is what we have to put on put off the old self put on christ and how do we do that we need to pray we need to read his word we need the help of the holy spirit to lead us and we need the church to guide us to put us on track transformation from sinful mindedness romans chapter 8 verse 5 to 8 we all know this uh, portion very well those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires because so many times since we live in the world we begin to think like the world we begin to act and do things like the world and we get so busy in the world that we don't have time for god unless we take time off unless we spend time in his presence unless we pray unless we are you know involved in the word of god and the word of god is involved in our personal lives on a day to day basis we'll just be living just the restored life but not a transforming life there's a big difference the mind governed by the flesh is death but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace this is not for the unbeliever this is for the believer who doesn't care about god this is for the believer who does not is not conscious about their life and how it is going whether it is going from glory to glory whether it is going from one step to the other am i getting better every day the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to god it does not submit to god's law nor can it do so those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please god so once we have been transformed once we are changing once we are going forward are we going back into those old ways are we uh, you know living here and there you know if i can show you uh, again with this prop okay now this is the flesh and i got the spirit also on top of it i don't think i can is it audible any of the black showing outside the white sometimes life is like this we have both white and the black and sometimes you know the white is covered by black see how it is no doesn't look good so much of the flesh and very less of the spirit or the work of the spirit also also is there at the same time manifestation of the flesh also keeps happening on a you know uh on various intervals you know sometimes one week we are really strong we are really all you know fired up for god and the next week something comes up we are depressed disappointed and then go back okay what life is this you know that's a kind of you know cycle that keeps happening keeps on happening but that is not what god wants us to do 
of course uh, you know we have we all have struggles there's no one who can say i don't have any struggle we all have struggle but are we growing in the midst of the struggle in the midst of all the you know ups and downs are we is our graph going up that is what we need to check and because he wants us to do certain things we as the body of christ washed by the blood of jesus what does he want us to do start functioning as a church we are a church we are, we are gathered here this morning but the church that he means is not the church which is inside the four walls when people say you know christians go to church yeah in one sense it's fine but it's not fine we can't go to church because we are the church on sundays we gather on sundays the church gathers on the rest of the week, rest of the days in the week the church is still existing but the church is scattered we are wherever we might be that is where the church is so we we are the church so i mean when we say next time somebody says we go to church maybe you should also explain this yeah you can go to church which is a building but we are the church so gather on sundays scattered on the weekdays so what do we do ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 to 13 he gave some as apostles some as prophets some as evangelists some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the works of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ this is huge until we break it down you know to smaller bits you know it's very difficult to you know fully comprehend what this says it's fully loaded uh, sentence but if we start meditating on i mean verses like these it just open our eyes to see the magnitude of the work of god it is so beautiful it is challenging but we can do it because he is with us because he gave no it's not we assigning some duties for ourselves okay i'll be a pastor i'll be a prophet it's not that he gave so if he gives he will make it happen also it's not that okay i'm just a believer i come and go every sunday you know that's fine no but he gave some to be up. so what are you you must be one of one among these apostles prophets evangelists teachers pastors we all have a role in the church again in the church meaning the body of christ for equipping the saints for works of service, works of service to to the building up you know building up it's not uh, you know tearing down it's building up every day every day god is at work he's building up he's building us up and we are building somebody else the church of god the body of christ is getting built up it's always building up and up and up it's never it doesn't stop at all until we all attain so that is the future until we all attain the unity of faith and the knowledge of the son of god that is to know him in his full uh, stature we keep building up and up and up ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16 from him the whole body held joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work that's amazing each part does its work so what is your part you have a part the number one is that you have a part we all have a part i have a part everybody has a part does every part 
doing its work that's the question and so in this transforming image that we are going through if we don't do our part we will not get transformed again we'll go back somewhere else again we'll go back to our salvation level you know from th- that level or we might even go into the mad image level or both can be functioning together which is not good because when it goes through a fire it will get burnt out each part has to do his work so we need to pray we need to ask our lord what is my part and help me to do it and it's not just individual of course it is individual and collective not just individually but for from him the whole body it's the whole body we all work together you know joined and held together by supporting ligament grows and builds you know medical people they know a lot about what what this means because the skeleton cannot stand by itself or the muscle cannot stand by itself or the nerve cannot function by itself it needs everything from the top from the head to the sole of the feet everything is required even the way the body balances itself no every millisecond the center of gravity keeps changing that's why we are able to stand we are able to move we are able to walk run jump imagine uh, you know trying do that doing that with a you know that uh, camera stand just push it one level out of its center of gravity it's going to crash but that's not what how god has intended for us so you know the, this is an amazing work of god joint and held together by every supporting ligament everybody is important everybody has a role everybody has to function only then we will get transformed we'll keep growing in philippians chapter 3 and verse 12 says not that i have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal so we are not yet there but where are we now we are moving forward we are pressing forward that is the intention of this verse but i press on to take hold of that which christ has took hold of me we need to press on we need to push we need to you know strive we need to challenge ourselves it's not you know you know just laid back uh, thing that will work L- laid back attitude or nature will not work here which is i press on to take hold of that for which christ took hold of me brothers and sisters i do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing i do forgetting what is behind and straining forward what is ahead but the straining is not happening among the church i mean i'm not saying it doesn't happen it happens some people are some people aren't the straining towards we don't like to strain especially when it comes to church everything else we strain if i don't strain if i don't exert myself there's no food on my table if i don't work hard if i'm not there in the site everything will go or it will go haywire it will all come to a standstill i have to strain myself i have to think about it i have to plan my day i have to plan my resources i have to i have to uh, you know go after my uh, clients you know they won't come to me but i have to push i have to you know remind them if i don't strain i won't i can't exist that is how we need to strain how much more for the sake of the gospel forgetting what is behind you know the past is laid to rest under the blood of christ 
we don't have to be guilty about the past and say oh i'm i'm unworthy i have fallen from grace all that all that is done the mad image is gone no more don't think about the black mask we all have a white mask if you don't have one get one today so we have the new image forgetting what is behind straining towards what is ahead that is what god wants us to do and then see see the emphasis in every line there's an emphasis in every line i press on i i i i strain toward what is ahead i again he says i verse 14 i press on towards the goal to win the prize and he also gives an uh, example of an athlete if he doesn't practice if he doesn't eat the right kind of food if he's going to you know he have all the junk food if he's going to just relax on the beach how is he going to run on the track so we we have so much of vacation we have taken so much of spiritual vacation actually and especially during these lockdown days but i don't know some people are working night and day but for us many of us i don't know it's been a long vacation 6 months vacation <laughs> but you know there's if we don't uh, practice if we don't have a disciplined life we don't like the example of an athlete we can't win the prize that's what it says i press on towards the goal to win the prize so that is what we need to have in mind so that we will do what he wants because we have a part each one has a part i have a case study about nehemiah i'll just run through this very quickly because we are running out of time uh it's in how to work together in nehemiah chapter 4 nehemiah was building the wall apparently that's what it seems but actually he was building the people who are building the wall nehemiah chapter 4 we know we all of us know the story opposition to the building sanballat and tobia the ammonite and all these guys were the arabs in verse 7 when sanballat tobia arabs and the ammonites and the men of ashdod maybe they were philistines heard the repairs to jerusalem's walls had gone ahead the gaps were being closed they were very angry this what uh we make the devil mad when we close the walls when you know when we close the gaps when you see the the holes in people's lives you know we and we close the gaps when we tell them okay i'll help you to close the gap and we help them we teach them we you know mentor them and we close the gaps the devil is angry and they all plotted to come and fight against jerusalem and stir up trouble against it but we prayed to our god and posted a guard day and night verse 8 they all plotted to come and fight against jerusalem but we prayed in uh, philippians 1:27-28 whatever happens conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel and it says about opposition uh, i will i will know that you stand firm in one spirit striving together you know as a church striving together as as one of the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you that's what happened here they were trying to intimidate but nehemiah continued uh, to build the wall he was never you know frightened by them without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you this is a sign to them that they will be destroyed but you will be saved that's by god 
they couldn't do anything they tried hard but they couldn't do anything that the the walls were built and then hold on and uphold each other verse 10 meanwhile people in judah said the strength of the laborers is giving out sometimes strength might go out you know in various ways uh, but share with one another you know share with one another share your talent share, share your you know expertise share your uh, faith share your testimony that will build each other share in whatever means money or uh, help physical help share the strength of the laborers is giving out and there's so much trouble that we cannot build the wall share in each other's burdens and then uh, in verse 13 i stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places posting them by families family by family individuals everybody has got a part every family has got a part together as a family in romans chapter 16 we read about several households who were involved in the ministry so every household of our church or any church has to be involved in serving the lord i'll just uh, have a list the household of phoebe priscilla aquila epenetus mary adronicus junia amplitus urbanus tachis apelles household of us Arist- aristobulus herodian he was jew uh, household of narcissus tryphena tryphosa persius rufus several names and all the lord's people who are with them so household by household it's not like okay we are members of this church no each household is also a church because we are the body of christ so there's no exemption who is an exemption in the body of christ there's nobody everybody is is to hold one another share and be work together as families and individuals uh fearless verse 14 after i looked things over i stood up and said to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people don't be afraid of them remember the lord who's great and awesome fight for your brothers your sons and daughters your wives and homes fearless in <clears throat> he said don't be afraid in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 19 says pray also for me that whenever i speak words may be given me so that i will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel that's what nehemiah was building he was building the people more than building the wall in the process the wall also was getting built but when we build people it will build the society it will build the nation so we as believers we have a huge task we need to build uh, verse 16 to 18 keep building the kingdom of god along with your vocation they had you know um one side you know they had the weapons with them because of the enemies and they one side maybe one side they had the you know spades and the hoe and what uh, you know construction tools on the other hand they had their weapons to fight against the powers of darkness as much as we build satan also will be against us so spiritual warfare and whatever i mean uh, the spreading of the gospel preaching the gospel needs to happen side by side put on the whole armor of god uh, ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13 so when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground after you've done everything to stand keep building the you know kingdom of god along with whatever calling we have again you know there is no sacred no secular calling okay in my free time i serve the lord uh daytime i you know i work in an office no there's only one calling you cannot separate as okay this is sacred this is secular no there's only one calling all callings are sacred 
whether you are an engineer or doctor or an IT professional, that is sacred. That is the calling which God has placed. Verse 19 and 20. 19 and 20. Then I said to the nobles, officials and the rest of the people, the work is extensive and spread out and we are widely, separa widely separated from each other along the wall. So they were, you know, the laborers were few, but they still continued to build the wall. Again, uh, Jesus, when he spoke to his disciples, he said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. We need to work together and the Lord will do mighty things for us. Verse 21 and 22, we read in Nehemiah 4, 21, 22, we continue the work with half the men holding spears from the first light of dawn till the stars come out. At that time, I said to the people, have every man and helper stay inside Jerusalem at night so they can serve as guards by night and workmen by day. They work tirelessly. This is the kind of strain that we experience. Sometimes in the middle of the night, somebody will call, you know, my dad or my brother, somebody is in crisis. Immediately they need to rush. They need to pray. They need to be with them. Tirelessly night and day. First Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 9 says, Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We work night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preach the gospel to you. They worked, they had a vocation. Also they did the work of the gospel side by side. And night and day they did not cease to preach and teach to them. Verse uh, 23 Neither I nor my brothers, nor my men, nor the guards with me took off our clothes. Each had his weapon, even when he went for water. Don't give up for trivial matters. You know, there'll be so many things which will pull us apart and waste our time. I, I, don't, I don't say that you should not go for water, but I mean, it's just the trivial things of life that will just waste our time, waste all our energy. And, you know, it'll, uh, you know, take us away, draw our attention away from what is what God has intended for us. In Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, it says, No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. So we are all involved in something that is of huge, uh, you know, value to God and for us. And so if we get entangled in all the other trivial things, we will lose our focus. You know, the devil is very tricky. He will take our attention out from the work of God and he'll push us into everything that is, that is not productive at all, that will only waste our time. So in this transforming life that we're living in, every day as we're growing from one step to another, we need to keep all these things in mind so that we keep growing, we keep building up, we keep going forward. How is our transforming image? 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Every day it's happening. Glory to glory. Are we moving from glory to glory just as from the Lord, the Spirit? Are we covered with sin? Sometimes, you know, I showed you the mask, uh, the black mask. You know, if the black mask is trying to overpower and cover the white mask, we need to be watchful. We need to come back. We need to let go of the things that are trying to hold, get hold of us. Sin, displeasing things to God, is a marred image or do we have the image 
of the sun is a flesh manifesting alternatively or often is the image of the sun covering our sinful nature and trans- and transforming to be perfected what are the hindrances we all know what what are the hindrances that is you know trying to you know stop us from being transformed so we need to identify them and we need to work on that with the help of the holy spirit move ahead is it worldliness acts of the flesh lethargy lack of prayer lack of the word of god are these things you know hindrances in our lives or are we like the laodicean church neither hot nor cold that's dangerous god says i'll spew you out of the mouth and then finally the perfected image that is where we are going so where we came from from god a perfect image where we are now by the grace of god our marred image has been removed we have a image of the sun the restored image and we are transforming every day to go where we are supposed to go the perfected image that is where we are going from 1 john chapter 3 and verse 2 dear friends now we are children of god and what we will be has not yet been made known but what we know that when christ appears we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is and again we shall be like him we don't become him but we shall be like him in every sense praise god so that's uh, the the burden of my heart that i shared this morning and i believe that the lord uh, has spoken to every one of us uh, shall we pray a gracious and most loving heavenly father god we praise you and thank you lord for this beautiful sunday morning that you given us lord we pray and we ask you lord for grace lord we are not perfect we are struggling in various areas we need your help lord father god we admit lord that we need your help and lord this morning father god thank you lord for showing us lord where we came from where we are now and where we are headed lord we pray that your grace will abound in our lives lord that you'll help us to do our part well and lord when you call us lord father god that you will we will hear you say come in faithful servant lord help us lord jesus be with every one of us bless us lord in jesus mighty name we pray amen